Jadrox Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. Seven minutes past six on Sunday the 20th of uh, September. The year is pushing on. We have uh, welcome to TalkSport. We haven't as many games as uh, we had in previous weeks, but they're getting more important by the weekend. And after this weekend, it is Connie Shamrocks and uh, Dixborough who will contest the Kilkenny Junior Hurling, JJ Cavanagh's Sons Junior Hurling County Final on uh, next uh, Saturday week. While it's going to be an all-blue final, Liz Downey in a final for the uh, first time in a long time and Thomastown, both were victorious today in Nolan Park. We have uh, the reports on all four games coming up and we'll have plenty of chat uh, with uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke and Bear Scott, Pat Tracy and we'll have uh, Barry Henriques on the phone, Kieran Nary will be on the phone. So we'll have all the people who cover matches here letting us know what they think of the weekend we'll also go to some other national results what a cracking final was in Thurles today and heartbreak for uh, Lockmore Castellani they thought they had it won with uh, John McGrath putting that ball over the bar was it Noel McGrath not sure which uh, time was up it said one minute it was gone past one minute puck out came down it went to uh, Brian McLaughlin he started he was substituted he came back on again and he'll now be the hero because it's their first county title the drama of county finals that was just most compulsing television, compulsive television today. A fantastic match. We'll have Camogie results, soccer results with John Corrigan. We'll talk cross-channel soccer because as we speak, it's Liverpool and um, Chelsea in action at Stamford Bridge. Liverpool went into a 2-0 lead and uh, Liverpool, Chelsea have just missed uh, a penalty. Good save by Alisson, but I have to say, not a well-struck shot by Jorginho. So there was lots to talk about the Chelsea goalkeeper, Kepa. Watch the second goal that uh, Sadio Mane scored and I think our friend Mr Kepe mightn't be on for too long more. I think he'll be uh, looking for another club somewhere else. Well look, at we'll uh, kill that uh, jingle now which we have every Sunday and we're now going to uh, look at uh, some of the games that took place over the weekend and we're starting with the first game in Nolan Park yesterday, the JJ Cavanagh Sons Junior Hurling County Semi-Final, Dixborough versus Piltown. JJ Kevin and Sons Kilkenny Junior Hurling semi-final Dixborough 222 Piltown 29 Cityside Dixborough comfortably marched into the JJ Kevin and Sons Kilkenny Junior Hurling Championship County Final with a highly impressive semi-final victory over Piltown yesterday afternoon in UPMC Nolan Park The game was competitive in the opening quarter but thereafter Dixborough dominated possession and with the attack enjoying a liberal supply of the ball scores were notched up with every passing minute The winner set the pattern of play as early as the opening two minutes with Pine Simone Fenley and Liam Brennan-Smith The Borough player's style was built on a fast passing and running game and this caused endless difficulties for their opponents. The early response from Piltown was impressive with a point at 65 from Ronan Ryan after his earlier shot had been brilliantly saved by Philly Hogan in the Borough goal. Ryan added a point from a free three minutes later to tie the game at two points each. Points from the impressive Sean Boyd and David Ryan saw the winners lead four points to two at the first water break. With a modest attendance of 100 from each club in UPMC Nolan Park for the game, the fair on offer did little to excite them. Both defences dominated the early stages but as the game moved into the second quarter the Borough started to convert more of their possession into scores. David Ryan a free, Edward Milan now impressing at wing forward and Aaron Tracy Murphy added to the Dixborough tally and although Roland Ryan pegged the margin back with two-pointed frees, Piltown struggled badly to get adequate possession in attack to engineer a score from play. The winners were completely on top in the closing ten minutes of the first half, scoring four unanswered points from Owen Fennelly, Kevin Nolan, Joe Sheen and David Ryan. By that stage all six Borough forwards plus their two midfielders had their names on the scoreboard. The pattern of play continued after the 
the break as it is in the first half, with Dixborough on the attack. They almost grabbed a goal straight after the throw-in from Aaron Tracy Murphy, but after he shot cannoned off the upright, referee Conor Everard called a free which David Ryan converted. Owen Fenley followed with a point to leave nine points between the sides. The hill had now become a mountain for Piltown. The Southerners finally grabbed a score from play in the fifth minute of the second half when Martin Power finished the ball to the net after some neat interpassing among the attack. Keane Kinsella pointed immediately to bring the margin back to five points. Was the comeback on? Dixborough's response was emphatic as Sean Bide picked up a low cross from Edward Milan to score his side's first goal. Another point from Owen Fenley pushed the margin back out to nine points. Piltown never recovered from that Dixborough goal as they struggled to contain their opponents. The winners were now scoring at their ease with David Ryan a free and Sean Bide finding the target. Piltown's reward for their efforts was a brace of pointed frees from Ronan Ryan. It was no surprise when the winner's dominance was rewarded with a second goal from Aaron Tracy Murphy. There was still a quarter of the game to play but Dixborough were dominating to such an extent that there was little chance of a Piltown revival. The Southerners in fairness kept trying and they rejigged their team throughout the second half as they tried to contain a most impressive Dixborough side. The Southerners' efforts were rewarded late in the game with a second goal from Keane Kinsler, their best forward all afternoon but it was too little too late to impact the results. It was fitting that the final score of the game should fall to Sean Boyd and although it may have been from a free it capped an impressive performance from the Borough corner forward. Undoubtedly Piltown met a superior team yesterday afternoon in Nolan Park but they are a better side than they showed. Perhaps appearing in UPMC Nolan Park impacted the players but all through the game they never showed the same hunger and work rate as their opponents. We have seen Dixborough land impressive scores in all their games this year and yesterday's game was no different. After the opening quarter they took control of the game and bar a brief two minute spell early in the second half they were never in any danger of losing this semi-final. Final score from UPMC Nolan Park Dixborough 2.22 Piltown 2.9. Yeah very very impressive Dixborough and people I know people will say well why wouldn't he say that anyway but uh, Pat Tracy uh, you're smiling there. <laughs> yeah it's going to be the first time ever that the All-Ireland champions will go in as underdogs. Go on, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably the case. Yeah, probably the yeah, case. It would yeah, probably be yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I the, suppose the, the big All-Ireland champions being Conaghy Shamrocks Of course. Now. Pat, yeah. we spoke here on Friday night about the whole this whole idea, and we'll we'll have Barry on the phone later on after we get the intermediate reports from uh, Kira Neary and herself, and we'll get Barry to kind of comment on that. But we did say on Friday night about a team coming up like that into Nolan Park that's not used to play in Nolan Park. The psychological impact of that does Piltown look like a team were just lost out there yesterday at times yeah well you see the other part of it is that uh, Dixborough are, may as well be in home ground you'd be better off playing them out in Palmerstown <laughs> you know they played all that group of players have played in Nolan Park so many times how many times how many times would uh, would uh, Piltown have played uh, in, in Nolan Park at, at any level very true, Pat. Yeah. You know, so it, it is a, an advantage. I remember years ago, you'll you'll enjoy this one, Liam. Uh, Shamrocks were starting to come up, and uh, under twenty one county final, and uh, Kevin Fenley got to be good to him. In oh, the county final has to be in Thomastown. To take it out of Nolan Park was too much of an advantage for James Stevens or any of the city clubs, and they got away with it. There were several games, several county finals played in Thomastown, which was practically Shamrock's home ground anyway yeah. but uh, that it, 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 it was it is a factor Liam so Nolan Park a big uh, advantage to City Clubs yeah, I'm not, I'm not hold sure. on let me give you some air here right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that uh, look I, I think it's all down to an individual club I don't think it's Nolan Park or anywhere else I think some clubs just have it a 
you know, a love for certain grounds and it's all down to the way a club plays their hurling and the style of hurling. But uh, I wouldn't make it as general as City Clubs and Nolan Park is a beautiful combination. But we like to be there come finals anyway. Barry, do you think, does, does venue make a difference when you come to a final? Yeah, I, I would think, you know, the City lads would be more comfortable in Nolan Park. Now look, if you're able to hurl, it doesn't matter mm. where you are. You know, but I do think they'll have a little bit of a... Yeah, but there's no point in being comfortable. You <laughs> no point in having, having that <laughs> kind of comfort. <laughs> I, I think essentially, <laughs> I think essentially <laughs> yesterday, though, the Borough, first of all, have a very good, they're very good hurlers. I mean, we all oh, see yeah. them playing underage. They're very good hurlers. Mm. And I'm not trying to make blow them up that they're that, that because they're playing our lads in the final. You have to give credit where mm. there's a good team, they move well, uh, but they were let do a lot of things, in my view, yesterday, that they need, the opposition needed to be far more com- competitive. And in their face, in a good way, is what I'm getting yeah, at here yeah, now. Yeah. And uh, if, if the Connie lads don't do that, they'll get Con- the same yeah, treatment. Yeah, Connie, he'll have to get in amongst them. They will have to yeah, get in yeah, amongst that's them, that's yeah. It, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, let's hear how the second game Shadows Kilkenny on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. JJ Cavanagh's Sons Junior Hurling Championship semi-final. Connie Shamrocks 118, the Emeralds 115. A strong showing either side of half-time, during which they outshot their opponents 11 points to 3, laid the foundations for this victory for Connie Shamrocks in a keenly contested semi-final in UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday. The Emeralds started brightly. Four consecutive points without reply saw them race into an early lead, three of those coming from Connor Martin, two from play and one from a free, the other from the excellent midfielder Sean Burke and after 12 minutes it was all the emeralds as Conaghy struggled. James Bergen did get them off the mark in the 15th minute with their first score before an outstanding goal by Tom Phelan catching the puck out, soloing through the emeralds defence and burying it off the hurl from inside the 21 yard line levelled the scores in the 16th minute 1-1 to 4 points. However emeralds immediately responded and, Sh- and Shane Burke drifted through from midfield latching onto a nice pass over the defence to bury the ball in the net from the 21 yard line. One 4-1-1 to, to the Emeralds at the water break. On the resumption, James Bergen pointed another free, but Conor Martin replied with two for the Emeralds, 1-6-1-2 to one, two after 22 minutes. Tom Phelan got another superb point for Conaghy, and his move to centre-forward paid dividends. Conor Martin replied with a couple of frees, and Porrick Phelan also hit the target, but James Bergen was keeping Conaghy in it as he continued to punish the fouling of the Emeralds' defence. Just in half-time, Conor Martin pointed a 65 for the Emeralds, but James Bergen responded with two frees for Conaghy Shamrocks, and at the interval, there was just a minimum in it. Emeralds leading 1-8 to 1-7. Tom Phelan, who was unmarkable during this period, got the first score of the second half to level proceedings at 1-8 apiece. James Bergen put Conaghy in front two minutes later, before Donald Brennan and James Bergen added to Conaghy's tally, and at this stage it looked like they had a firm grip on the game, leading 1-11 to 1-8 after 34 minutes. Conor Martin, as he did all day, steadied the Emeralds ship by pointing a free to reduce it back to two, but again Conaghy hit the overdrive. Tom Phelan again, and John Mullen, who benefited from the switch to wing forward, put Conaghy four ahead, 1-13 to 1-9 at the second half water break. Conor Martin frees and a point from Garrow Troy reduced the gap back to the minimum, 113 to 112, 47 minutes in. But again, Connie, he put on the afterburners. A free from James Bergen, a brilliant score from out on the wing by Tom Phelan, another free by Bergen, and a second point for Donald Brennan, who was very good at midfield all day, saw Connie lead 117 to 112 after 52 minutes, and it looked like they had the game won. However, however, Emeralds, as they had done all day, responded brilliantly. Two more frees from Martin and a point from sub. 
Jamie Ryan brought the game back to a dangerous lead for Connie. He won 17 to 115 as the clock entered injury time. However, Tom Phelan stepped up to the plate again, winning the ball and winning a free, which James Bergen wrapped over the bar for his 11th point of the day to see Connie home by three points in a very entertaining and keenly contested game. The final score, Connie Shamrocks 118, the Emeralds 115. Jadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. Yes, welcome back. Pat Tracy, I know you were on Jushi here in the uh, studio, but in terms of the game, Seth, um, oh, you weren't on Jushi for that particular one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Connie and the Emeralds. You've seen the Emeralds I, quite I, a bit. How I, did you see the game? Because Connie didn't score in the first 15 minutes. I kept track of it now. And, uh, you know, uh, the one thing, uh, and funny, uh, we, we played the Emeralds in the, the special junior county final. And I, I loved the spirit of the Emeralds that day. And I said, if they can bring it on into the junior, that the game a good account of themselves and they did and they hung in there against uh, you know when uh, they got a, a decent start against uh, Conaghy and uh, Conaghy came back at him and still they hung in and even uh, into the the, the the final quarter uh, I don't know if Conaghy had five or six points in a row and uh, went three points up and yet Emeralds kept coming back but Conaghy have looked they have a couple of forwards that the other junior teams haven't and uh, I thought I think the Emeralds got everything out of their team this year. Yeah, they did some good matchups now. I mean, they did a good job. Brian Tribe was marking James Bergen, did a very good job on him. I think for Connie yesterday, the big bonus was the display of Tom Phelan. Yeah. He was really unmarkable now, to be honest Mm. about it. And when he he hurls like that, he is unmarkable. But if you were there at the start and you saw the way Conor Martin started. Yeah. Oh, he's, 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 well, he's took off like a train. He had two points on the board, then a free. Mm. And after that, he had a quite enough game. Mm. Kieran Mooney came into the game and he had a quite game. And thought yeah, he was going to yeah. start, he was going to win it on his own. Yeah. Now, Connie were caught ball watching for the Emeralds goal, the first goal that they got. Really caught ball watching. Sean Burke lifted, pulled inside. It's one of those things a midfielder does. Take a chance and go on inside. And you were actually inside and yeah, your marker wasn't yeah. even watching you. Yeah, Very yeah. well picked out, I think, by Garrow Thry. But look. Mm. Connie were under pressure at the end now the ball was going down into the Connie attack but coming back out as quick but and that I, was something they'll have to work on I do like the way Connie have won their, la- their two matches they've yeah. won they've won them the hard way if you like yeah. you know so I, I, li- I like the way they've done it and uh, that that's going to stand to them in the final but again they better not give a start to the, the to um, Dixborough the, the start they give to the, the Emeralds. Emeralds oh yeah no I would agree the, because, because even the, the Emeralds did not use they, they, their dominance in that period enough mm. they should have had a lot more on the scoreboard now initially Connie hit a few bad wides from freeze and that they mightn't do other day but nevertheless it's uh, look it's supposed to be fair Pat they are probably the two best teams at Junior. Oh, there's this year. no doubt about it. Yeah, they are the two best teams. And and look, when you look at the the, the wins now for for Conaghy at Moonkine, and now they've, they've taken the Emeralds, and you know the Emeralds had taken out uh, Tolliher. Mm-hmm. You know they're the four teams you're starting looking at in the in the the real Junior. You know, yeah, yeah, it's going to be. It's obviously not for this evening, but clearly uh, another win by a, by a second team of a, of a senior club throws up challenges for the county board. If I would, I would suggest. Well, it will. It'll have ramifications because uh, who's going to be left in the junior section B? Yeah, that's it. Okay. With uh, with two teams gone out of it. That's then. it. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll look after that one from there. Hopefully that'll. Uh, <laughs> that won't I'm, happen. I'm being very biased here as a presenter here this evening, but hopefully that will not be a problem for the county board. Well, if you can't be biased on this, Nicky, what can you be? Now biased? you said it, Pat. Hold on, we'll take a break and we'll be back with uh, we'll get Kieran Airy on the line and he'll tell us about uh, Liz Zowney's great win today over Glenmore. Community Radio Kilkenny City, keeping you company on 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. 
Yeah, very welcome back to Talksport 25 past six. That game is over at Stamford Bridge and it's Liverpool have won 2-0. Two second-half goals for Sadia Mane and they almost got one win at the end as well. Just a missed kick by, uh, I think it was Wijnaldum, but certainly on top there. Against a 10-man Chelsea, um, certainly the Chelsea manager uh, Lampard did not look at all happy at the end, although he did shake hands with uh, Mr Klopp. Liam Kelly Rourke, you're a happy punter over there, aren't you, Liam? Well, we're two games in, Nicky. We won't get carried away. Oh, I know. I, I know. I said it a couple of times during the past four hours about this Frank Lampard, Jurgen Klopp uh, relationship. I'm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, is this? It, uh, they obviously had a few words to say to each other at Anfield at the tail end of last year, but uh, I don't know if the media is hyping it up and brainwashing us. But uh, no, look, Chelsea. The, you could see the creativity and the the youth and the the experience they have. It's looking good, but. Uh, Liverpool, they just have the class, and okay. I don't. You said to me that you, you think there might be a few problems defensively. I wouldn't have any of that. Oh, there's a confident <laughs> guy. There you go. All right, we better get back to the hurling because there was a couple of cracking games in Nolan Park today. The first one of those uh, took place uh, around quarter to one. It was Liz Downey against uh, Glenmore. I suppose we gave it a, a very hesitant nod to Glenmore maybe on Friday night, but we did say that Liz Downey were a team that were moving when all year. Kieran, are you watched that for us? Is Downey booked a place in the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Intermediate Hurling Championship final after a 117-19 win over Glenmore. Glenmore started Gracious through an Ian Byrne point and that was followed up with an Alan Murphy free to make two points and no score after four minutes. It took until the fifth minute for Liz Downey to register a score through Ed and Tallis to leave it two points to one after three wides. Then Mark Allard, Glenmore centre-forward, added a point to leave it three points to one. Colin Jordan quickly responded with a point from the 45-yard line to leave a four points to two. Then Alan Murphy struck over another free for Glenmore to extend our lead to three points, five points to two in the tenth minute. And then an excellent score. Ian Burrell had his second point from play to leave it six points to two. Then Liz Downey's hard work and centre forward got a great score off his left hand from David Carroll to leave it 6-3 and towards the first water break. Then Aidan Tallis got his first point from play to leave it six points to four, but this was cancelled out quickly by a great score from Alan Murphy in front of the new stand for 50 yards to leave it 7-3 at the first drinks break. Then Liz Downey took over the second quarter with a great score from Cahill Jordan where he dummied the ball from his right hand side back to his left leave it 7 points to 5 after 18 minutes and the hard work from Lyle Brennan followed up to leave it a 1 point game 7-6 but then that impressive and sharp looking Gerrell were pointed his first score of the game to leave it 8 points to 6 after 21 minutes in favour of then more. Aidan Tallis then pointed a free to leave it 8 points to 7 but then Niall Brennan responded and looked impressive with his second point from play to leave it to level the games at 8 points apiece after 24 minutes Sean Phelan then got in on the act and he pointed a long range for point from 70 yards the edge is down into the lead for the first time 9 points to 8 after 25 minutes then Gerald were added his second point to level it up again at 9 points apiece heading towards half time but again the the hard work of David O'Carroll, who was proven a handful for centre-back Philip Roach, edged Liz Downey men 10 points to 9 in front again. But, but the early sub, David Burke, then levelled again for Glenmore to leave it 10 points apiece. Well, and the final score of the game came from Ian Byrne, or for the final score of the first half came from an Ian Byrne three as the injured Alan Murphy was on the ground to leave it 11 points to 10 in favour of Glenmore at half-time. Liz Downey came out of the traps the quickest in the second half. Aidan Tallis had in a quick free the 31st minute to level the scores at 11 points apiece. Then Conor Carroll and Aidan Tallis free and an excellent Carl Jordan sideline pushed the Liz Downey men to a three-point lead, 14-11. Then Gerald were at a Glenmore's first point of the second half in the 38th minute 
had followed up with two superb scores, 11 proceedings again in the 42nd minute at 14 points apiece. Ian Byrne then added his third point from play but when the hard-working Gerald were passed the ball out to him and he edged the Glenmore men 15 points to 14 ahead after this downy doing all the hurling of the of the third quarter. And then came the decisive moment of the game where Kieran O'Carroll O'Carroll soldered his way through the, the heart of the Glenmore defence. And while he looked to have run out of space, the ball dropped out to Aidan Palace and he pulled first time and buried the ball to the roof of, of Thomas's done net to leave it one fourteen to fifteen. Jarrell were then responded again with his fifth point in the second half to leave it one fourteen to sixteen on the at the end of the second drinks break. Miss Downey then got out the brightest again with Neil Brennan and his third point to leave it one fifteen to sixteen. But then the last the next two scores came from an own Murphy sixty five after he broke through for a goal, but Liam Dunsby came out to charge him down and the ball just went out for sixty five to leave it seventeen points to one sixteen. Thomas Dunn then pulled off a superb save from Aidan Tallis and that would have closed out the game for Liz Downey and from the result result of the save Glenn Moore walked the ball up the pitch and won a free and on Murphy Julio obliged to leave it 18 points to 116 after 26 minutes of the second half then Alan Murphy got in on the act to level the, level the proceedings heading towards the full time whistle at 19 points to 116 but then cornerback Richard Hennessy who ran out of space caught, unfortunately caught the ball three times referee John Kennedy deemed deemed him to have caught it three times as well and gave a free in and the decisive score for his down he came from that man again Aidan Tallis from the 21 yard line he slotted the free over 117 to 19 the game did play on for for three extra minutes but Moore could not get that ball into the impressive JRL world and his down held tight and booked their place in the intermediate final where the march on to play Thomas Thanks, Kieran. And uh, you'd give you'd give Lisdowney a record a chance in that final. They they certainly are a team that have been on a, on a good run this year. Uh, definitely, Nicky. The, their overall teamwork and fitness, like they're a very very determined team. And if they can get the ball in quick to the likes of Ed and Tallis and Vinnie Fitzpatrick, they'd be hard to beat. And I think it's just a work rate, Nicky. Very very impressed with. Like they're backing themselves after if a man is going to tackle, there's two of them going in. They're making it hard. And in fairness, the, the, their line was quick to today as well when um, Gerrard was causing Ben Tallis a lot of trouble to just push Owen Welsh back in front of him. That kind of quenched uh, Glenn Moore. Yeah, I thought Owen Welsh was outstanding today. He picked up more ball in that. He held that middle of defence so well. Yeah, and at crucial stages as well, Nicky, where Gerrard was getting on top of Ben Tallis. He came back and gave him great support. And just his read of the game, like you said, Nicky, was superb. And he, he really drove drove this down when he on to a powerful win yeah Kieran, going to back to the junior yesterday I know we'll talk about the handball in a moment but uh, have Connie any point in turning up at all Saturday week I mean the borough are so strong and they have Stephen Farrell to come back again uh, sure we, we're just happy to be going in to play the All-Ireland Champions oh, we go. I'll get you for that tomorrow night <laughs> anyway <laughs> tell me tell me about the handball you've had no success no look against Robbie McCarthy oh uh, tough tough pass Nicky I knew that going up but I uh, would have liked to put in a better display but I wasn't let to be honest I'll yeah. be just on a different level and uh, he's an incredible athlete incredible like incredible handballer he's fitness wise speed wise ability, like agility wise he's just he's just a superb player I think anyone that's facing him now is going to find it tough he's, he's on the top of his game and even himself afterwards Nicky he was saying how fresh he feels that the lockdown came at the right time for him He's just able to build up his training now, so 
game will break after 4-3-20 as well so whoever plays in Nicky they'll have to beat him to win it and I don't, that can't be anyone beating OK him, well you look at you put in a great effort it's, uh, you have to lose some before you win some Kieran, we'll see you tomorrow night here on the TC Tars Lord of Kelly Games thanks for joining us this evening thanks Nicky thanks for that yeah that was Kieran Nary covering the first match for us between uh, Liz Downey and at, um, Glenmore there well done to Liz Downey they're a team on a mission this year no doubt about it the second game is not that long over our own Pat Tracy was down watching that and uh, Thomas were the favourites going into it and they justified that at the end but it was tight yeah uh, just about and uh, 219 to 217 uh, kind of a shootout this uh, 6 points to 2 they led after 10 minutes with uh, Robbie Donnelly on uh, target 4 frees there and uh, then well uh, Freshford improved and uh, uh, brought it 7 points uh, to 4 uh, by the, 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 the water break with Liam Hickey Pint and Noel McGree coming more into it and uh, and that's so um and both sets of forwards uh, were having you know they were having good time enough against the defence and you felt that there was plenty of scores in this and uh, coming up uh, towards half time John Donnelly won uh, the ball and uh, held off his man and laid it on to Stephen Donnelly he shot to the net one ten to 7 but uh, Freshford hung in with two frees or with a free and a point from play or uh, sorry a free from uh, Liam Hickey and a goal from Shane Donnelly to leave it one eleven to 1 nine at the break so the second half then uh, getting underway and uh, well it was uh, Thomastown uh, well they uh, stretched their lead 112 to 19 but uh, Liam Hickey was on hand then when Thomastown uh, footered and foostered with the ball didn't clear it he picked it up stuck it in the net draw game uh, three minutes into the new half but uh, nearly uh, just a couple a minute or two later uh, John Joe Farrell uh, as John Joe does he uh, shielded the ball brilliantly took it in his hand and uh, handed it off to Stephen Donnelly 212 to 29 and uh, they stretched that 214 to 210 but uh, the Freshford men still hung in there and uh, by uh, the end of the third quarter it was 215 to 212 at that stage then into the last quarter Thomastown were on top territorially but uh, they drove a sheer wides uh, when they needed to be putting uh, Freshford away and Freshford hung in and made the best of their chances with Liam Hickey and James Marr pointing uh, to leave it 216 to 215 uh, heading into the last uh, few minutes uh, Eddie Donnelly uh, was wide on a couple of occasions and uh, the, but uh, eventually uh, he landed a point uh, to leave it 217 to 215 and then Liam Hickey pointed and uh, Robbie Dowling also pointed and uh, but uh, Thomastown had the last say I think it was a point from Robbie Dowley, Dowling uh, to uh, Robbie Donnelly to uh, win out by uh, two points Thomastown uh, not convincing not convincing uh, down the middle I can't underst- don't understand why uh, John Donnelly isn't centre forward um, the Harry Burke or uh, sorry uh, Jay Burke went back from uh, centre back to full back uh, that steadied up things I'd ex- nearly expect him to be uh, full back in the county final they, they probably have to start out the cent- a few central positions like that uh, but uh, they've, they're in the county final it's the second year in a row maybe the pressure will be on him against uh, Liz Downey Liz Downey um, coming through strongly with a young team so 
It's going to be a battle next Saturday. There's only one P overawed by the occasion. No, because uh, this is the only team, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, the, the one thing is in them, there's uh, loads of work rate and they have plenty of, plenty of ability and they have what we call the few natural forwards. That Absolutely. Makes all the difference. Well, watching those two games today was our good colleague, uh, Barry Henriquez. Barry, what did you make of the semi-finals today? I, 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 actually, thought, I actually thought, Nicky, that there were two very, very good games. Uh, good value for money if you were to pay the win to look at it you would have left the place well satisfied that you got value for your money I thought uh, the Liz Downey the Liz Downey match against Glenmore I, I was surprised at Glenmore maybe I'm biased in a sense for that I've been talking Glenmore up a long time for the last two years <laughs> and I was bitterly disappointed today I I thought there was more in them than what they saw, I saw they abandoned altogether the biggest fault I had with Glenmore today was the fact that they were trying to place Gerald Edwards, Gerald Edwards, Gerald Edwards. But surely there was more forwards up in that Glenmore attack than Gerald Edwards. And like, it's awful easy uh, address that situation if you're the opposition. Just put enough people around the ball or where the ball is going to be dropped because you know it's going to be dropping in that vicinity. I was disappointed with Glenmore, but I tell you, I, I agree with Patricia there. Uh, the uh, the only lads. Yeah, there were a lot of good hurlers, good sneakmen. Although, although there were, there were two forwards there in the second half, and if the, I was the manager of the team, I'd never give my hurl again because there was some terrible, there was best, some terrible, terrible misses, you know. And uh, that nine wide in the first half, uh, in in the first half, and that was unforgivable because there were some of them were easy wise. Go to Thomastown, Thomastown hurled well. Again, I agree with Pat. But, I tell you, I, I think they're nervous. I think the closer they get to a final, they're nervous. They get, they're not confident in each other's abilities or in each other's abilities to, to address any given situation. And, you know, they're not... They, they will probably go into the county final to... And, and the, the cliche will be, oh, sure, we'll put it right this year, we'll put it right this year. Well, the one thing about it is, of course, there's a... Then more can be in it, and and uh, neither can Freshford. So Thomas Stone are in it now. They have to win it. Will they beat Liz Downey? Mm, I'd pay good money to see that game. I think it's going to be a cracking uh, intermediate final, as I think the senior final is going to be a cracking intermediate final. What do you think of it, Nick? Yeah, very good games. I saw both in uh, the streaming service because it was at home for the first time in the studio here at the second. So, yeah, two very good games. I tell you, okay, we did make uh, maybe Glenmore slight favourites, but we didn't dismiss Liz Downey's chances at all. We felt they were improving all year, had a very good run all year, and uh, we ex- we expected probably Thomastown to win, but Fresh will give them a good game of it, and so it turned out. So, no, looking forward to the final now, it's certainly going to be a good one. Before I let you go, Barry, just two yeah. little statistics, just two things I just wanted to say to you. There was a, 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 the game, the Ladies Gaelic Football County final in Waterford today was between Bally McCarberry and yeah. Strad Bally. And Bally yeah. McCarberry were going for their, listen to this, their 39th Waterford title in a row. Now, they did end up winning 4-14 to 6 points. It must be very difficult to get teams to play in the senior championship in Watford if Bally McCarberry won the title 36, 39 times in a row. Absolutely incredible. That must that has to be a national record. I'd say so. That has to be a world record, I think, to win 39 championships. We'll have to stop the 40th. 
Well, what? <laughs> Someone will have to stop the 40th. <laughs> Either that or somebody that knows a bit about football, like you, should be good down the trend. And I just want to tell you another case. Up in uh, Donegal, there's a club there called Sean McCool's. They're obviously a yeah. football team. And they were playing a match yesterday, and uh, the guy who was doing their tweet, it stopped tweeting, So, but he explained afterwards what happened. He said, sorry, the tweets dried up. They put me on. Final score, 318 to 2-8. So the guy that was doing the tweeting was actually put on and the tweeting stopped. So that's the way it is. Barry, I want who, to... Who won the Galway football semi-finals? You know, I, I, no? I couldn't tell you that. We'll, find, you we'll, find, we'll find it out for you. Barry, I just want to... Um, a person who I knew very well and met him numerous, numerous times. Uh, he was from Castle Tobin, Callan County, Kilkenny. Michal O'Brien or Michael Burden was his name. Oh, he yeah. lived all your knowledge life up in uh, Drogheda. Michal uh, died in the last couple of days he was 92 ah. years of age he was an absolute uh, uh, great hurling man a great Gael Gore a yeah. lover of Irish music and while he uh, he promoted hurling no end up in Louth and the hurling people of Louth uh, had a huge regard for him and I met him on numerous numerous occasions but he always uh, had a Kilkenny fondness as you would expect he nev- that never left him so we send our condolences to his family that's our my good, my good friend uh, Michal O'Brien so Barry thanks for GA, man. oh GA. my Watch absolutely out. God rest him yeah. I had many yep. a great many a great conversation Barry Good thanks night. for that okay Good Good night. Night. Good Good night. Night. okay we'll take a break Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM yeah, you're very welcome back to Talk Sport. Yeah, this is our time every evening to get the soccer round up for the beginning district league. Joining us is John Corrigan. Hi, John. How are you going, Nicky? We're keeping up to you with high scores. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Batmar Shield today, we had four, four Rangers beat Tullerone 2 1. Thomastown beat St. Canis's 4 0. New Park hit River Rangers for 9 4 with that result. East End lost 5 0 to Freebooters of A. Clover were beaten 2-0 by Freebooters B. Evergreen hit 7 against Star United without, without reply. Dean Celtic 1, Bridge United 3. And Armand Villa and Stonyford had a 2-all draw with Villa winning 5-4 on penalties. Two games in Division 2, Highview Athletic B1, Freebooters C4. And Castle Warden 2, Lions 1. And one game in Division 3, Brookfield 3. St. John's nil, so plenty of good shooting boots on today and the soccer. Yeah, and the uh, good weather, John, allows you getting an opportunity to get the games going now and getting things moving on pretty quickly. No, that's true. Like uh, we, we'll keep we'll keep going while we can because it's just great weather for football at the moment. Yeah, and we never know when another there might be another stop on affairs. We just don't know. We have well, to keep our fingers the, crossed. Listen to it today. That's the danger. Those biggest the biggest crowd the biggest uh, jump since sometime in May that's right yeah. massive amount, you know, it's so a worry we'd have to keep fingers crossed yeah, absolutely. That's okay thanks for that John Thanks, John. OK, that was John Corrigan. Just a couple of more results before we go to Liam Kelly Rook for the Cross Channel. in Carroll Kilkenny under 15s. Uh, they had a great 7-3 win over Wexford at the weekend. Uh, that that's um, They're up now for a group decider against Club Kildare and that's on next Saturday. While uh, the result of the under-17 game was Carroll Kilkenny 1, Wexford 1. Uh, good, tough game. That was next weekend they're um, playing UCD. Liam, the games for Cross Channel. Yeah, the game that's just come to a finish at Stamford Bridge has seen Liverpool beat Chelsea 
Chelsea by two goals to nil. A brace of goals from Sadio Mane defeating a 10-man Chelsea there. At St. James's Park, well, Brighton put Newcastle to the sword with a 3-0 win. Aaron Connolly, the Irish international, among the goal scorers there. And four goals from from Ming Sung along with Harry Kane held Spurs to a 5-2 away win at Southampton early today. And there's one game left to go in the Premier League at 7 o'clock. Leicester play host to Burnley. Thank you for that, Liam. Well, normally at this time on a Sunday, I know they're not playing at the moment, but we'd normally have... Uh, Tristan Linus from Kilkenny Hockey Club with us on air with the results from Kilkenny Hockey Club. Well, uh, unfortunately, Tristan's dad, the, the former the, Dean Norman Linus, former Dean of St. Canis Cathedral, he's had a very serious accident in uh, Bermuda where he was stationed uh, with his ministry and he's uh, been, he was flown to a New York and to Boston, actually in Massachusetts, where he's currently being treated for a spinal cord injury. So um, there is an appeal, there's a GoFundMe page uh, set up there. So if you feel you can help, uh, there are obviously the costs of that in the States that treatment is, is extraordinarily expensive so everything that you, anything you can give at all of course you, there is a GoFundMe page set up uh, to support uh, uh, Dean Cannon Linus and his family of course his care and his medical needs and we in uh, Community Radical Kenny uh, we appreciate all the, the reporting that Tristan does for us every Sunday and of course the hockey will hopefully be back soon as well but if you can help if any few bob at all there to help the family it would be greatly uh, appreciated we'll be going to uh, Bear now in a moment for the um, the uh, racing results from uh, Listol. but before we go to Bear just to give you the uh, Camogie results today the under 16A uh, semi-finals at Connie Shamrock Street 7 Dixborough won 12 that's a one point win for Connie Shamrocks after extra time and they will play in that final St. Bridget's a huge uh, high scoring game today uh, it was actually out in Jenkinstown this morning St. Bridget's 7-12 uh, Tolerone St. Anne's 4-15 that was uh, some scoring it must be said uh, moving on then to uh, under 16B Thomastown uh, they were playing dance fort dance fort come out on top there uh, 4-7 to 4-5 and in the other um, the, the other under 16 game there St. Lacton's 3-4, Carrick Shop 1-4. Also in under 16, it was uh, Piltown 9-13, Barra Rangers 4 pints. Under 16, Liz Downey 8-10, Tuller 4-6. In under 21, it was Mullen of 11, Roaring Esteeg 1-3. And there was quite a lot of a minor game then on Thursday night. Uh, Moonkind 2-12, Blacks and Whites, Barra Rangers 1-11. Lots of under-12 goal games going on there at the moment, so good luck to all that have been taking part in that. Uh, racing today was in Listole, and uh, Bear has the uh, results. Yes, thank you. They started there at 1.35. The winner was number one, Long Claw, 7-4 on favour. Second was number seven, Scholastic, 100-30. And third was number four at war, 16-1. Number two was a non-runner, and eight ran. 210, the winner was number 4, 10 be something girl, 11 to 8 on favour. Second, number 7, Darren's Hope, 16 to 5. And number 6 was an on runner and 6 ran. The 245, the winner here was number 8, Arthur's Baby, 3 to 1 favour. Second was number 3, Amor Verdadero, 18 to 1. And third was number 12, hopefully 11 to 1. Number 16 was an on runner and 15 ran. The 315, the winner here was number 5, Trees Valley, Trees Valley 9 to 2 favour. Second was number 14, Porter Horse, 33 to 1. And third was number 1, S. Chimam, 12 to 1. Number 8 was an honour and again 15 ran. Moving on to the 345, the winner was number 8, Hand in My Pocket, 11 to 8 favour. Second, number 9, Hill of Truth, 12 to 1. And third was number 3, Get a Day. 
2 to 1 and all 11 ran. 4.15 the winner was number 5 Andalusa 9 to 4. Second number 1 Anything Will Do 11 to 10 favourite. Non runner number 6 and 5 ran. The 4.50 the winner was number 3 Jangle 100 to 30. Second was number 1 Arnua 4 to 1. The beaten favourite was number 2 there Peregrine Run. And 4, 5 and 6 were non runners and 3 ran. And finally, the 520 was won by number 6, Snake Oil, the 3 to 1 favourite. Second was number 4, Double Jubilee, 33 to 1. And third, number 8, the Daraman, 8 to 1. And 12 ran. Thank you very much for that Bear and uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke there is a big uh, golf tournament on in America the US Open. Yeah as they head into the final round Nicky and Matthew Wolf finds himself top of the leaderboard on 5 under par 2 shots clear of Bryson DeChambeau further back on 3 under. Uh, following the Irish contention well Roy McIlroy is tied for 7th on 3 over par Patrick Reid who did lead for a spell on day 1 and day 2 now finds himself tied for 10th while Shane Lowry is way back he's down uh, tied for 46 6th on 15 over. Thanks for that, Liam. Well, the rugby, the uh, European uh, Champions Cup took place at the weekend, the quarterfinals. No joy for the Irish teams. Saracens came to the Aviva Stadium and uh, gave Leinster a bit of a lesson, 25-17. I think it's the first loss Leinster have had in 25 games, but uh, some had to lose. Toulouse today they defeated Ulster rather impressively, 36-8 on that, and uh, we were talking on Friday about the challenges that professional rugby is facing in, uh, in Ireland, and uh, I think certainly I think those provinces will feel the pinch as well um, let's see what we need to talk about next yes in county finals today Pat we mentioned Tipperary do you know we watching the Limerick final last night I was hold on we give you a mic go ahead Pat. I watched it all it was um, it was really it was over after oh. it was a boring final but you wouldn't say that if you were from Napiersheek no and Napiersheek were, were very good very solid and all through and uh, uh, how was it Dempsey was a key man there he just turned the whole game and uh, I suppose the problem for Dune was that uh, their their two top players uh, didn't perform on the night apart from being short two even better players for the whole championship this year uh, due to injury they were just wiped out uh, totally just not to forget Sam Bennett I was just going to bring him up before we went yes a good he's a proud Waterford man now Waterford now is he he's Waterford that's stop that it's, it's same from, county it's, as Sean it's Kelly it's from it's from the part of the Carrick it's, it's the Carrick, Carrick bag, bag part <laughs> which is in County Waterford yeah. he, he goes down the hill to, to in, in, into the, the, the Carrick and Shore Club in fairness, I, I know so, yeah. I know where I know exactly <laughs> where I know exactly where the place is yeah yeah um, good great uh, great to win that green jersey, that obviously, and he won the he won the 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 sprint today in the Champagne League. Did he? Yeah, yeah. That was nice to come home. That one, no. but I just saw on the paper there the other day and said he for three weeks hard work he'll get twenty five thousand. That's right. And uh, for some, uh, four days work at this U.S. Open, the winner will get two and a half million or something like yeah. that dollars. <laughs> I know it just shows you the haves and the have-nots. Uh, back with uh, Gaelic games, I see Torlock Moore uh, got into the Galway final path there for the first time since nineteen ninety. Beat Lock Ray today. Uh, that's a great famous club it took them it just Tarlet shows you Moore, yeah, how long it took them yeah and I, I, I'd be I'd be uh, kind of I'd be hoping Tur- Turlock Moore would win the title over there because uh, they've been very good underage the last few years and uh, um, my old friend Sean Welsh is uh, part of that club over there he and, uh, Sean, his son Sean is, from Galway BFM yeah and his son is playing with him as well and so uh, I, I, I'd love to see him win one yeah well I'm sure that's, uh, that's probably an interview you can get some Saturday now at least to talk about the, the county final down there 
there. And uh, I know this is a game that you always watch every year, Pat, or you keep an eye on it anyway. I know you're, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. It's <laughs> the Kerry Hurland yeah. final. Kilmiley 2-12, Causeway 1-14, a one-point win for Kilmiley. Yeah, Causeway were down 10 points at half-time and came back to, uh, to within a point, which was a little short. And uh, I know Christy Welsh has probably gone down there. And it's Kilmiley's 25th title. I was in Trinity yeah. during the week and uh, I didn't know the man but he spotted me and came across to me he was the, he told me he was the PRO of the Kerry Hurling Board and All was, right. I knew the final was on said what do you think he says I think Coswell will win it yeah uh, well Coswell are the champions last year but uh, uh, what's his name um, the former Corkman John, Ma- John, John Minor has been charge, kind of in yeah. charge of Kilmiley for yeah. a long number of years yeah yeah he's down there with him as well so um, anyway it's the other half the parish in Ardfert that's true, yeah, yes, of yeah. course. That's why I, I knew you were... And, and Causeway is the other half of Balladove. There you go yeah, now, yeah. there you go. And Dublin County final today, Kula came good in the end, 220 to 1.18. Yeah, that's their fifth title in six years. It's fair going, you know, and uh, um, um, Ballyboden, Ballyboden are a, 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 a fair club too, the, you know, to hang in there and to be to be so close to them in the end because, uh, and they were the champions, of course, uh, the, in 2018, was it? Yeah, and uh, Kula last year, so. And Kula were in the senior B final today yeah. as well. Now. Um, they were playing Nave Finbar. I didn't. Uh, Nave Finbar were winning for most of that game. I don't know what way it ended up. Yeah, and actually talking about Limerick, Napierschik were in the intermediate final today against Newcastle West uh, in the hurling. Uh, so uh, there were a point down at half time. I didn't hear the final results. So I mean, that's that's just goes to show you the amount of uh, players they have in Napierschik there. And just going back to uh, Liam Kelly Rook there, uh, was the the signing of uh, Garrett Bale, did that stir the Spurs attack there of um, Ming Sung and uh, Carrie Kane and those into better action today? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it was Min Sung is one of the most undervalued players in the league. I mean, he's so, so effective. And when he gets on a run, I mean, the defences can't handle him. But that Garrett Bale signing, it surprised me in the sense that I thought he was living a cosy enough lifestyle, a Mediterranean lifestyle in Spain where he was playing golf, taking in his wages and he was happy out sitting on the bench so I thought the the ambition was kind of gone from his career but I was pleasantly surprised because if he can produce anything close to what he did seven or eight years ago when he was in his full pomp with Spurs he'll be a, a nightmare well he's well rested absolutely <laughs> Bear Bear this is a, a guy that Spurs are going to pay him 300 grand a week Real Madrid are going to pay him 300 grand a week uh, that's good it's going a if you trick if you can pull it off isn't it he'll be able to buy a couple of new golf clubs Look, he, he might turn out to be worth it for sports yeah, he, he might he might. he'll probably be not alone buy golf clubs but he'll buy a, the, the, the grass yeah. and all <laughs> Pat Tracy Owen, uh, Owen Kelly 20, 38 year old Owen Kelly he turned back the clock at the weekend yeah. and he uh, he led Mullinahone uh, to win the um the the Orion Seamus Orion final intermediate inter, yeah. yeah well they're now gone back up to senior yeah that's um, right so it's I think I think a senior beard rather than intermediate oh, yeah, that's what yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is yeah. but he was the say score two five that's right it's yeah. kind of like we've been saying about JJ Delaney here um, class is permanent it is yeah and I think when Mulnahone won their only title he scored two seven in the county final that year and you know I think John Lahey was involved uh, with Mulnahone the, the year they won the senior as well but um, yeah he's Ashley's just a class act. No, no doubt about it. Listen, we're going to. I know we'll get time to talk about it during the week. But as a week out now from the county final, are you uh, anyway clear in your own mind how the game is going to go? Um, I think Shamrocks are going into it in a great position. Uh, they love uh, being uh, not being very 
impressive in semi-finals. Um, they do have a problem playing against teams like uh, uh, uh the Borough and uh, James Stevens, who played that uh, quick. Uh, game and uh, that have pace uh, because Shamrocks are a real play a real Kilkenny traditional style game they're good in the air and they win their own ball and, and all that and they're, uh, uh, they're very good uh, teamwork but uh, I I'd be I'd be very wary if I was uh, Dixborough going into this one now after the, that semi-final because I felt Shamrocks were, were, were weren't really has clued in for that semi-final as, as they should have been Liam Kelly Rowe quick word from you on that yeah I tend to agree I think if it was a walk in the park for the Shamrocks Dixborough could even be more confident going into this but the fact that the Shamrocks have got a scare uh, it really has them probably in a great condition going into this final but look Dixborough have a fair set of forwards I've been really impressed with the likes of Liam Moore and Aidan Nolan I think it was the first goal he got the last day oh my god the skill for that was brilliant but uh, if they can cut off TJ and uh, and Colin Fenley have a chance but how do you do it ok and uh, Bear will the title come to the city well, I, uh, to have every chance Nicky that's all I'd say ok well we'll do more of that during the week that's it lots uh, thanks to everybody who helped out today and uh, we'll be back of course with the TC Terrors World of Gaelic Games tomorrow evening Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for top class sport